Welcome to Becoming Boundary, the podcast that teaches you how to say yes to the space you need and the connection you crave. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master life coach and boundary expert for women. I'm also a sought-after speaker and mother to three adultish sons. It wasn't that long ago that I was a boundary disaster. My time never felt like my own. I couldn't set a boundary and speak my truth. And my most important relationships suffered greatly. Fast forward to today and I've successfully coached thousands of women to heal from their people-pleasing patterns and step into true freedom and confidence. I created Becoming Boundary to help you do the same. Be sure to tune in for tips and tools from me, interviews with other incredible coaches and therapists and speakers, plus one-on-one live coaching calls and so much more. If you're ready to start setting healthy boundaries so you can create the space you need and the connection you crave, then you're in the right space. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming Boundaried. I am showing up today really wanting to kind of jam on something that's really, really alive for me personally. And with the holidays approaching ever so quickly, I thought that perhaps it also might be of some service and support to you as well. I've been getting a lot of emails from people asking about help. How do I deal with this boundary with my mother-in-law? How do I deal with this boundary with my mom, with my dad, with my narcissistic sister? How do I set boundaries with these difficult, challenging, triggering people? So that's what we're going to unpack in today's episode. And I first want to have a little conversation around honesty, around vulnerability, and around showing up authentically. And we'll talk about how those are sort of connected in some of the boundary work that we're going to step into in a little while. So I really hold firm to the belief that leaders need to be leading with a certain aspect of vulnerability. No, none of us are called to be sharing all of our dirty laundry online and in spaces that we don't necessarily know are safe. There are things that are meant to be healed, worked on, and kept private. Once we have worked through some of those wounds, those traumas, those hurts, then we are able to show up and have conversations and share about some of those things when we're sort of on the other side. However, there's also times where when something's really alive for us and we're working through something, we do, as leaders, we do have the opportunity to share that with people because when we share, when we go to those murky challenging, triggering places, and we get honest about that, and we share that with people, it's a walking permission slip for other people to get honest about things in their life that also are not working, that they so desperately want to shift and change. I know how quickly shame can come to the forefront when we start talking about vulnerability. No one wants to feel rejected. No one wants to feel criticized, judged. It is not easy to practice honesty. Honesty and vulnerability often come riding in hot on the coattails of fear. We have a lot of fear around being honest, showing up as our real, true, authentic, genuine selves. Because for many of us, We have so many hurts, traumas, wounding around showing up as our true self because maybe there was a time in our life where we did and we were made fun of, we were bullied, 
We were accused, we were judged, we were criticized, we were shamed. So honesty can feel raw and messy, yes. And I would rather move through my life being a little raw, being a little messy, maybe even being a little too much for some people. Because at the end of the day, I really value being real. I would much rather show up in the mess, in the realness, in the rawness, than show up as a subpar, protected, masked up version of myself. And by mask, I don't mean literal mask. I do have to clarify that in today's culture. I mean the masks that we wear of perfectionism, people-pleasing, appeasing others, playing chameleon. Just these roles that we buy into that we think we have to continue to lead with because if we actually showed somebody the real us, <gasps> would they abandon us? Would they walk away? Would they think that I'm too much? So I wanted to set the stage because my goal is in this space on my podcast, in my containers, I always want to be as honest as I can with all of you, with my community. So as the holidays are approaching, like many of you, I feel a level of confliction, a level of some angst. You know, I like to always say it's sometimes as if someone has taken a small pinhole to the balloon that I'm holding. And slowly, I'm just leaking out that air. Slowly, I'm leaking out that life force, that vitality. In my desire to be honest, I just need to put it out there. It's hard being around family members who don't show up in a loving, kind, and conscious manner. It's hard to be around friends and family who take zero responsibility for hurtful statements and behaviors. And it's hard to be around friends and family who want to stay stuck on that victim triangle. And they expect that you will just jump on that triangle with them. And quite truthfully, I don't have the answers for you. I really don't. You, however, have the answers inside yourself. You know, there's two sides of the coin here. You say something, you speak your truth, and you're called names. You're shunned. It's a real thing for a lot of us. You don't say something, and you get to live knowing that you're not fully expressed, you're not being honest, and you're avoiding speaking your truth. Now, I'm not here to tell you which direction to go. I'm just here to remind you that you do have choice. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. It's a really big part of the equation here. There are times where it almost doesn't seem like it's even worth it. Doesn't seem like it's worth it to speak up, to risk the relationship. But then there are times where we have to look at where we're shoving everything under the rug. And is that rug getting so big, so tall, that it's causing you to trip, to stumble? to hurt you in the process, I think we have a responsibility to get really serious about that. Do you want to continue shoving things under the rug? Can the rug even handle it any longer? Are you starting to actually see somatic symptoms, you know, psychosomatic symptoms in your body? Headaches, backaches, even more extreme, 
throwing up, stomach issues, because you've been stuffing, suppressing, avoiding, shoving everything under the rug for so long. Is it really working for you? Again, I think we have a responsibility to ourselves to get really serious with that question. Is it really working for you? We also have to remember, it's not your job, my job, to shove our truth deep down into our bones so that we can manage other people's feelings, not our job. Our job is to live as sovereign human beings, to live as autonomous human beings. Yes, I'm not saying independent of relationship. I'm saying that when we suppress our truth, takes us out of that place of sovereignty. It takes us out of that place of aliveness. Our very life force. So when we're trying to manage, to fix, to control how we're showing up just so that we can make other people feel comfortable and so that they can feel happy and okay, it's again like that little pinhole to the balloon. We're just leaking, leaking, leaking our very life force, our beautiful energy, our sovereignty, our power of choice all over the place until we're deflated. Sometimes that moment comes in the deep, deep darkness for so many of us where we hit rock bottom. We just know we can't take another breath doing things the same way that we've always been doing them. For some of us, it's not quite so dark and rock bottomy. Some of us, you know, catch on a little quicker. Everybody's on their own journey. You know, I think most of us, if not really all of us, want to feel alive in this lifetime. I really, really, like, in my bones believe that. We want to feel alive. We want to experience joy, pleasure, peace. But isn't it ironic that those very things, that aliveness, that joy, those things that bring us pleasure, those things that bring us peace, those things that just make us stand in the truth of who we are in our sovereignty are often the things that we've imprisoned. We've packed them away. We've buried our truth and our authenticity because we decided in some regard that it wasn't safe to speak up for ourselves. We decided I gotta play by somebody else's rules. I gotta play by, you know, Debbie across the streets rules rather than stand in our own leadership and create a life that matters to us, not anybody else, to us. So I want to share with you a couple of simple things that you can really do to take your sovereignty back into your own hands. And then I'm going to share with you an actual question from somebody on my newsletter that reached out so that we can really frame this up in a real-time example. But I want to share with you first, again, what are a couple of simple things that you can do to take sovereignty back into your own hands, to experience the holidays and every day, 
the way that you desire so that you don't have to keep waiting, waiting, waiting for your external circumstances to change. Because friends, if you are waiting for the people in your life to change, for the circumstances in your life to change, let me be the one to tell you, you might be waiting for the rest of your life. It is your responsibility to do the work. You're listening to this podcast. You know, what other support do you need? What other work do you need to be leaning into? Is there somebody you need to hire? Is there a therapist you need to be working with? Is there a coach you need to be working with? Is there a program you need to lean into? Is there a book you need to read? Is there a workshop you need to go to? Do you have supportive friends? Like, what could you be doing to really support yourself to get back into your own lane, get back into your own sovereignty, your own leadership, and lead your life from a place of design and not default? So there's two offerings, two things that I want to invite you into to really consider before we get to the question of how do I handle X, Y, and Z. Number one, I want to remind you that you always have the power of choice. Sit in that. Play with that. Marinate it in that. Write it on your bathroom mirror. I don't care what you need to do to keep this at the forefront of your mind because the minute we forget that we have choice is the minute our life goes into chaos and we become a victim of life. The minute we decide we have choice, we then have the power back in our hands to choose whether or not we engage or don't engage whether or not we react or don't react. It's really simple, not easy, and profound. Sit with it. You always have the power of choice. It's just that too many times we are sitting on somebody else's side of the street trying to control in places we have no business controlling. We have power of choice in terms of how we will show up, how we will respond, our actions, our boundaries, who we spend time with, the conversations that we engage in, where our energy goes, our attention goes. We have, a, we have control, choice over a lot more than we think we do. My all-time favorite quote is, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. That quote is from Viktor Frankl, and we cannot overlook the fact that Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. So we are literally talking about seeing the darkest of dark. Talk about hopeless. And yet Viktor recognized what so many of us have forgotten. They cannot take away your mindset. They cannot take away what you are believing, how you are choosing to sh show up. They can't take that from you. They can take everything else. So that space that quote is referring to between stimulus and response there's a space and in that space is our power to choose our response the space is where we choose the space is where we allow others to control us by okay now i'm victim because they showed up and they made that negative comment or they rolled their eyes or i saw them they had that tone 
heard them. They had that tone to their voice. So we can choose that. Or we can choose to use that space where we can be a stand for ourselves. When we are constantly reacting, avoiding, stuffing, suppressing, who or what owns you? Who or what owns you? I have someone in my life that's been literally going around the same issue for, gosh, probably at least 40 years. Same issue. 40 years. It owns her. It owns her because she continually chooses to give her power to that. Rather than step into the work, heal, grow, and stand in her sovereignty. So who or what owns you? What do you constantly find yourself ruminating on or around? Where are you giving your energy? Do you just think that you're a victim to everybody that asks something of you? Get honest with yourself. Honesty is the key. It's like the secret sauce. The only way to truly change and grow is to get honest about what is not working. And too many of us don't want to go there because when we are honest and lay all cards on the table, we got to change. Like now we actually might have to take action and do something about it. That's why I'm always so proud of the women that I work with. You know, the women that I get to serve each and every day because they're showing up saying, I need support. I'm getting honest about what isn't working and I'm willing to take the actions to shift it and change how I show up. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So get honest about what isn't working in your life and recognize that you actually do have choice over something. I don't care how small it is, the boundary you'll set, the action you will or won't take. The conversations you're choosing to engage in, what you're giving your attention to, how much you're putting on your plate. You have control, choice over all of those things. What you don't have control or choice over is other people. So stop giving your time, your focus, your energy, your attention to trying to meddle with other people. That's number one, power of choice. Number two, we want to find wisdom in the challenge. One of my favorite mentors and coaches has a statement that says, life keeps lifing. And oh, does it ever. Life keeps lifing, meaning life will continue to hand less than stellar situations and challenges. And so the questions that I am going to be sharing with you in just a moment here are questions that I'm sitting with, that I'm working through, because I am working through some of these sticky situations as well. I'm in this with you. Please know that everything I share on this podcast, on any platform, is always something that I personally have worked through, am working through. It's not just these cute, nice little fuzzy thoughts. It's like real-time stuff that I have experienced and am sometimes in the thick of, sometimes almost all the way through, and sometimes I'm on the other side. And isn't that true for all of us? There's nobody that's got their game spot on all the time. It's just not a thing. So stop believing that it is. So these are questions that I personally am sitting with, marinating in. 
don't always love the answers. <laughs> but at least I'm honest. And once I get honest, I get to practice my power of choice and decide what I want to do with those answers. So use these questions that I'm about to share with you if the holidays are challenging for you. Use these with any challenging situation when life keeps lifing. Okay, first question. Why is this challenge showing up for me right now? Why is it showing up in my life in this way for me? Why is this my challenge that has been handed to me? What is my soul trying to learn? How is this challenge trying to help or stretch me in some way? So spend some time journaling, or at the very least, marinating in these questions. The truth will reveal itself. Truth isn't always really pretty. It's not always really polished. You know, sometimes I had a client one time share with me how I don't even like my, she said, I don't even like my own truth. <laughs> and isn't that true? I thought, well, girl, she's kind of right. Sometimes I don't like my own truth, especially when I get honest about what's not working. It's like, uh, I don't like that. Why can't this just be easier? But friends, you are here, you are listening to this podcast at such a time as this because I believe you want to create a life of intention. I believe you want to build a life by design rather than by default. I really believe that about you. You wouldn't be here listening if you didn't want that. So those are my, my two kind of um, tools, frameworks that I'm using to kind of lead into the next piece. So number one, power of choice. Number two, finding wisdom in the challenge and then playing with those questions that I shared with you. Now, as I mentioned, I had a awesome a person on my newsletter reach out and share with me some struggles that she was having around boundaries. And so I thought I'd share with one of those so that we could get kind of real time with some of this so that it wasn't so conceptual, but we actually got down to the deep down and dirty. So one of her questions was, how do I set a boundary with requesting no diet talk? at our house. So my mom talks about her fat arms, how nuts are bad, how she doesn't eat the extra calories. I've asked her many times and I'm always correcting her, but she doesn't seem to understand it or know what she's doing. I happen to know this individual and know that they have two young girls in the home. And so naturally this as a you know, mama bear as a, um, I don't really want to say good parent, but as an intentional parent, of course you'd have some, some concerns over something of that nature. Totally normal, totally natural. Let's just validate that right now. So let's go back to our framework. What do we actually have control over here? Where can we implement our power of choice? I happen to think lots of ways, lots of ways. So let's unpack some of this. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. And in that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So typically, Mom starts carrying on about nuts are bad, diet talk, I don't need the extra calories, look at my lunch lady arms, things of that nature. My first question, and of course I don't have this person on the podcast right now, so I can't actually get an answer, but my first question is, what is your reaction when that happens? Because there is the space. Mom starts clamoring on about lunch lady arms, fat arms. What's your reaction? 
my guess is probably up until now, it hasn't been a great one or you wouldn't have been asking the question. So there probably has been shoving it under the rug. Avoidance, maybe literal, like what we think of reactionary, you know, mom. And then, you know, we say all sorts of things out of our mouth that don't always <laughs> work real well, right? So we have to look at that first. Like what's happening in in that space, or maybe even a better way to say it would be in that lack of space. Here's where we wanna really create the space to go, okay, how am I showing up? We can talk all day long about how mom is showing up wrong, how she should be showing up different, how she should not be you know, doing the diet talk, talking about how nuts are bad. <laughs> it's not solving anything. We're not going anywhere with that. We're literally just stewing and ruminating. So it's in that space that we get to breathe. Power of the breath always brings us right back home into our bodies. It's the fastest way to regulate ourselves. It's always available and it's free. <laughs> That's what I like to say. So in that moment where mom starts going on her tangent and you're starting to feel that level of activation, you're feeling triggered, you're feeling activated, dysregulated. First of all, notice that. How is it showing up somatically in your body? Do you get hot? Does it feel sharp? Where does it show up? Does it feel scratchy? Is it a zap in your stomach? Does it feel like somebody stabbed you in the chest? Is there a lump in your throat? Is there tension in your shoulder blades? Like what's going on with your body? Your body is speaking to you. Alarm bell, alarm bell, smoke alarm, smoke alarm. Something's happening where you're not feeling safe, okay? Because you're triggered. So that's number one. So the power of choice is to come back home to ourselves, use, use the breath, and get regulated as best you can. You have choice in this particular situation about the boundaries that you set, about how you choose to respond to mom. Again, if you really wanna build a connective, compassionate relationship, to take the approach of screaming and hollering and lashing out at mom simply isn't going to support what you actually desire. If that is in fact what you desire, and I'm guessing that in some fashion, maybe you do. You know, the other thing to mention here before I start talking too much about boundaries is if there is a deep mother wound here, there probably needs to be some cleaning up of that because that's probably coming forward in these moments as well. Not probably, it is. All of the resentment, all of the anger that potentially you as the daughter or the son could be holding on to. So again, implementing, getting on board the support that you need, whether it's coach, therapist, book, workshop, whatever you need to do to start cleaning up your own side of the street so that you can really come into the boundary setting, the conversations with a what I call clean energy versus this muddled up dirty energy of anger, resentment, projection, hate, criticism, demeaning, judgmental type conversation. It's just not going to lead you in the direction that you actually deep down desire. If in fact that is wanting to have a loving and connected relationship with mom. You don't want that, then that's another conversation. But I'm just going to make the assumption that you do because you're asking the question, like, how do I, how, I think the question underneath the question is, how do I set the boundary and still, you know, keep mom in my life and have a relationship with mom? So here's the thing. Again, what do we have choice over in this situation? How we show up and how we respond to mom. So 
We also have choice about whether or not we really get vulnerable. And for many of you, even that word, it's just like, <laughs> right? Because it means leaning into risk. And that can be tough, especially when you're dealing with somebody who, you know, potentially in the past maybe has caused you some harm or rejected you. But what we actually have control, what we have the power of choice over in this situation is using honesty and vulnerability to share in a compassionate way what is not working. And clearly this is not working. You have two beautiful daughters that you're raising that you want to teach them how to love their bodies, how to love the body that this, that's been gifted to them and not shame and berate their bodies. So that might look something like, or sound something like, mom, I love when you come over and spend time with us. And I know that you love spending time with us. So always try to frame it up with something a little, shall we say, more positive, right? And I really need you to hear me say that your talk of dieting, of flabby arms, isn't going to work for us any longer. We can also take our power of choice and use it here and share with mom what boundary we're willing to set. So after we frame it up, mom, I love when we hang out together. The talk, the diet talk isn't going to work anymore. If you bring up weight, body image, dieting, I'm going to remind you the first time that we're not going to talk about weight or diets around the girls or in my home. If you do it a second time, we're going to say goodbye for the day. And I know this might be really hard to hear. Again, honor that. Get honest. We're so afraid to have these honest conversations because we're so wrapped up in managing somebody else's feelings. But say the thing. I know this might be hard for you. I know that, you know, you grew up in the culture of diets and weight and Weight Watchers or, what, you know, however you want to frame that up. I know that this is, you know, you probably don't even think about it when you're saying it. And I know that you love the girls and I know that you mean well. But this is an issue that we're going to stand firm on. And hopefully you do have your partner on board in this situation if you, if you do have a partner. You know, if you're a single parent, hey, I know you mean well, Mom. I'm going to stand firm on this. And I really hope that you can understand that it's not that you've necessarily done anything wrong. It's not for a lack of love. But this is something that really matters to us. And this is something that we just don't want to subject the girls to, this, this diet conversation, this weight conversation. Now, you also have the power of choice, control, by really holding to your boundary. Okay? you got to follow through. So when grandma brings it up, flabby arms, the nuts. <laughs> You've got to say, Mom, Mom, remember. Remember, I, I mentioned to you that if you have any diet talk, any of that goes down, here's, you know, here's your reminder that we're not going to do that. We're not engaging in that. We're going to talk about something else. And then if she does it a second time, you've got to honor that boundary that you set. And I'm not saying that's the boundary that you, quote unquote, should set or need to set. 
I'm just playing with this here. Whatever boundary you set, you've got to take responsibility to follow through. So really think this through before you set the boundary. Is it something that I can actually sustain? Now, grandma might get curious, disappointed, sad. And I would actually invite you to know that she probably will get upset. But her getting upset does not mean that you're doing anything wrong. It simply means that she doesn't like it. The rules are changing. You're sharing your truth. And that's a really beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. We have got to get clarity around what it is we need, what it is we desire, and what it is we stand for. What is it that matters to you? And in this situation, I think this really matters to this mom that there is no disrespect to, to bodies, really upholding that all bodies are beautiful bodies and we're not going to at such a ripe, tender young age when the subconscious mind is still forming, we are not going to have this negative body talk conversation. We're going to do what we need to do as responsible parents to guard our children from conversation around this, and especially coming from somebody that the, the girls respect. This grandma, this mom might not even be aware. You know, so it's an opportunity for her to also be called into her leadership. Like, where did we ever get the idea that these conversations had to be so hard, so disruptive? Sometimes they are. Yes, sometimes they are. Sometimes it's just a story in our head, too. Sometimes it's just like, okay, this is actually quite a simple solution. Be honest, share my truth, have the conversation, follow through, like, and sometimes simple yet not easy, right? So those are the things in which you have choice over, you have control over. See, a lot more than what you actually think. The second step would to be finding the wisdom in this challenge. So maybe you are somebody who really struggles to speak your truth, to be honest, to be vulnerable. This situation keeps happening in your life because it's calling you forward into speaking your truth. It's calling you forward into being intentional with what it is you're trying to do with your parenting with how you're trying to parent your children. It's calling you forward into your leadership. Your children are watching. It's calling you forward into learning the lessons of speaking your truth, of leading your life, of creating a life by design of advocating for yourself. Our soul, our spirit wants to grow. It wants to expand. And so life will continue to hand us these situations until we rise up, until we meet the challenge. So what will you do this holiday season? Or what will you do, as Mary Oliver says, with your one wild and precious life? Will you step up? Will you rise up? Will you meet the challenges when life keeps lifing? Will you recognize that of which you actually do have control over? Will you recognize your power of choice? Or will you so quickly give your energy your resources, your life force away to that of which you actually have no control, to the people, to the circumstances, to the situations around you. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go down like that. So these are all things that I practice myself, that I sit with, that I work through either with friends 
with coaches, with therapists, with masterminds, with, with groups of, of really safe and supportive women that will call me forward into my leadership. So you can take any situation, holidays or not holidays, and you can really spend some time leaning into, number one, the power of choice, and number two, finding wisdom in the challenge. Because it, the wisdom is there, my friends. Your soul is asking you to grow, to stretch, to expand. Will you answer? Or will you continue to live life by default? All right. A couple of opportunities for you to jump on. Uh, let's see here. So I have got... Holiday Triggers and Trip-Ups replay available for you. That's an event that I did back in November. Small exchange of $20. You're going to have the opportunity to resource yourself with some tools for your tool belt, as I like to say, so that when you are in these sticky situations with people situations that activate or trigger you, you've got some tools, you've got some things where you're like, okay, I'm going to grab a hold of this to, to not come unglued on this person, (laughs) to get myself back to a place of regulation where I can really stand in my boundaries and create a life by design. So that is in the show notes holiday triggers and trip ups. The other opportunity that I have for you all is that I'm offering a small coaching package. You know, some of you don't necessarily want to dive into the full six months. You don't, you're not ready maybe for whatever reason to go all in. So I am offering two 60 to 75 minute coaching session packages to really help you kick off 2023 in the right direction. So together we're going to unpack, you know, what it is you want, what's standing in your way of creating this beautiful, alive and intentional life. So I've opened up, I think it's three spots. Um, and you can grab one of those two session packages in the link in the show notes. You're always welcome to reach out if you have any questions. Hello at KristaResnick.com. Okay, so if this episode was in fact helpful for you, don't stop the conversation here. Share it with a friend. Share it with a friend. Have them listen. Unpack it. We have to be having more of these kinds of conversations. Like shallow conversation is fine and well. Most people stay there. They never really go deeper. The invitation here is to go deeper. Get honest. Bring in that person that you can flush some of this out with, that you could support one another, that you could have some accountability. We've got to start bringing conversations like that into our lives. We've got to start going deeper, my friends. We have to start going deeper. All right. Share this out with someone. Unpack it. Please don't forget to leave a rating and review. So, so helpful for me to be able to continue to provide you with free, amazing content. Um, I do this ad-free because, honestly, I just want to hop on and, and share some of these things with you and provide you with support and tools. And so in order to do that, really does help when you take a few moments leave a rating and review over on iTunes and it just helps the podcast get seen and get into the hands of more people that really need this work and need the support. All right. Today and every day, as I always like to end each podcast episode with, may you remember to stay true to you. We'll see you next episode. If you like this episode or you're a fan of the Becoming Boundaried show, the best way you can show your support is to share it on your social media outlets and with your family and friends. And if you're feeling really generous, we would love for you to hop on over to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you for listening. 
and thank you for being a part of this community. Have an amazing week, and as always, stay true to you.